Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Faces of TBI podcast series. I am Amy Zelmer, founder of FacesofTBI.com and your host. Today, I will be chatting with Dr. Dan Engel about alternative modalities for concussion rehabilitation. This episode is brought to you by Minnesota Functional Neurology, a Minneapolis-based clinic staffed by a caring and progressive team of functional neurologists who are experienced in treating post-concussion rehabilitation, chronic pain, dizziness, whiplash, and migraines. They are the concussion doctors you can trust for comprehensive brain health rehabilitation in Minnesota. They've greatly helped me and many others in the Twin Cities. You can find them online at mnfunctionalneurology.com. Hello, everyone. I'm Amy Zellmer, and you are listening to Faces of TBI, a podcast series for survivors by survivors, raising awareness about traumatic brain injury one podcast at a time. Those of you who might not be familiar with who I am, I am a TBI survivor from a fall on the ice in February of 2014. I am a frequent contributor to the Huffington Post, and I volunteer on the Brain Injury Association of America's Advisory Council. I recently released my first book, Life with a Traumatic Brain Injury, Finding the Road Back to Normal. You can learn more about me at facesoftbi.com. And you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer. So today our guest is Dr. Dan Engel. And Dr. Dan is, a board, is board certified in psychiatry and neurology with a clinical practice that combines aspects of regenerative medicine, orthomolecular psychiatry, integrative spirituality, and peak performance methods. He received his medical degree from the, from the University of Texas in San Antonio, his psychiatry residency degree from the University of Colorado in Denver, and his child and adolescent psychiatry fellowship degree from Oregon Health and Sciences University. Currently, he is a medical consultant to Onnit Labs in Austin, Texas, and recently released his book, The Concussion Repair Manual, A Practical Guide to Recovering from Traumatic Brain Injuries. So welcome to the show, Dr. Dan. I'm so happy to have you here. Mm, it's good to be with you, Amy. Thanks for having me on. <clears throat> Absolutely. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to my listeners. And I think I'd love to have you start by just kind of telling us, you know, how you got into medicine and what brought you to traumatic brain injury. Yes. Well, I literally dove into it. I, about two weeks before <laughs> medical school, dove off a pier, hit a sandbar, and broke my neck. Oh, wow. And in the midst of that, I uh, had the fifth of six of my pretty severe concussions and started med school in a halo for the first three months and noticed some the challenges at that time with yeah, the, the, the halo is a, is a cage, titanium cage that gets screwed into your skull and attaches to a breastplate and a backplate to keep your neck immobilized while it's, while it's healing. And that, in the midst of that, uh, I noticed some problems with focus, attention, concentration, memory, but those weren't actually the worst 
of the symptoms that I would experience later when I had my last concussion during my psychiatry residency. I was uh, snowboarding, got turned upside down in the snowboard park, um, slammed my head against the ice and put an eight-inch crack at the back of my helmet. And then at that point, there was this little voice that went off. Like, oh, my gosh, you just crossed the line. And then I noticeably had problems with attention, focus, concentration, mood dysregulation, energy levels. And um, the physician neurological colleagues and teachers that I was working with at the time didn't really have a whole lot of answers for concussion. It was mostly at that point, this was like 20 years ago, it was mostly go home, watch and wait. We hope it gets better. And that was uh, not very um, uplifting nor inspiring. So I started <laughs> studying it all myself and eventually amassed a whole body of information on the associated technologies and tools that are good for healing the brain after a trauma. And once I started working with other clients and athletes and executives, healing their brain after trauma, I just put the protocol into a book that is now this concussion repair manual. Wow. And, you know, and that I hope that that gives people inspiration. I mean, you you had a pretty severe injury, um, and you went on to med school and became a doctor. So I hope that that can inspire some people to know that there definitely is hope. And, you know, like yeah. you said, 20 years ago, we didn't know a tenth of what we know today, you know. And I feel like today we don't even know a tenth of what we'll know 10 years from now. So I, I feel like it's a really rapidly changing um, discovery or what's the word I'm looking for. But it's like we're very mm-hmm. rapidly learning more right now, more so than ever with concussion and brain injury. So it's kind of an exciting time to be part of it, so to speak. (laughs) I agree. I think it's a super exciting time in the field of medicine. And we're growing our body of knowledge ever more uh, increasingly validated in its clinical efficacy increasingly networked in the associated technologies across disciplines. We're appreciating that naturopathic medicine, chiropractic medicine, Ayurvedic and Chinese medicines all have also um, great healing methodologies for the neurological system when it's recovering. Allopathic medicine is really good. Western medicine is really good on the battlefield in the OR, in the ER, for acute care management. And yet we're really not very good at preventative care or chronic care and Mm -hmm. and maintenance. So it's important for us as MDs in the field of Western medicine to appreciate where where we shine and where the other disciplines have a lot to teach us and how we can help to really repair the brain and everything downstream from the brain after a significant trauma. And many of these technologies work really well in conjunction with one another. And I think that is so important what you're saying that there's different doctors that have different treatments and you need to explore them because, you know, 
a brain, no two brain injuries are the same. No two recoveries are the same. And no two treatment plans are the same. You know, what works for me might not work for you. And so it's important to understand that there's these different doctors who can do different modalities to help people. You know, like for me, it was finding functional neurology. That's what finally got me better, you know, and, and addressing my vestibular issues. Um, so maybe you can dive into some of the different modalities that are out there and how they can help people with different symptoms from their brain injury. Mm-hmm. Well, you brought up a great uh, therapeutic doorway and arena, which is the functional neurology <laughs> platform and the, and the chiropractic medicine platform. And, and the naturopathic medicine platform is also extraordinarily powerful. And when I think of bringing in the, the baseline foundational tools, I think of the basics, the basics that support all life. And those basics are usually going to be supportive no matter what people are healing from. And they're particularly important when we're looking at the neurological system. And so those basics essentially being water, oxygen, light, nutrition, and energy. And so what I mean by the, the basics in regards to each of those foundational pillars, for example, with water, I'm a huge proponent of flotation therapy because flotation therapy is one of those oh, methodologies awesome. that in, mm-hmm. in, anybody can do. There's no downside. You don't require a whole medical workup in order to do it. And the benefit to risk ratio is extraordinarily in the benefit range. And the way it works is essentially meditation on steroids. And we know that meditation supports (laughs) the recovery of all acute and chronic conditions, particularly in helping to heal the nervous system to support vagal tone, which the vagus nerve is one of the cranial nerves that gets affected with uh, head trauma. And the vagus nerve connects the brain with the digestive system. And when the digestive system is off, which happens with most people over time, but particularly after a brain trauma, it's difficult to assimilate the nutrients that you're taking in. For example, you can be taking the the best supplements, eating the best foods, but if you don't assimilate those nutrients, then you're not able to utilize their benefit for essentially building the new nervous system and repairing at a cellular level. So with meditation on steroids, which is essentially what flotation therapy is, it it shuts off the environment from the rest of the stimuli that we're usually taking in. So our body floats in a zero-gravity experience because of the buoyancy of the salt water in the tank, it's filled with Epsom salt. So we float on top. It's a dark chamber, so we're not um, bringing in light stimulation. There's no sound because of the ears are typically submerged and have earplugs in. And there is the sense of um, going deep within. So 80 to 90% of all of what the brain takes in from environmental stimuli, now it doesn't have to field, and it can express the body's innate reflective healing pattern that happens 
when there's more of an introspection, there's more of an ability to drop into the breath, there's more of an ability to relax into a state of being as opposed to a state of doing, which is most of which, what our culture is oriented towards. And most people live in sympathetic overdrive, which is the fight-or-flight mechanism. And we need, in order to heal, to come back into a balance in the parasympathetic system. That's the rest and the relaxation system. And I don't know of a more effective technology than flotation therapy that helps do that. And so I have heard one example. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Um, I, I have heard that flotation therapy is just so amazing for chronic pain. I have several friends who've done it, and they just swear by it. I have not yet done it, but I really do want to try it. Um, it, mm-hmm. it, it fascinates me. <laughs> yeah, it's an amazing technology, and it is very good for chronic pain management. Often, I've had a number of clients who have been able to transition off of chronic opiate use by flotation regularly because the, the benefits stack over time which means the more you float, the more you, you maintain that more center point in one's system, in one's experience of, of themselves in the world, that is a more parasympathetic, restful tone, but that's not a, a sense of sedation or a sense of delay. It's more of a sense of rest and the ability to respond versus react. And when the body is able to go into that relaxation process, many of the physiologic mechanisms that are associated with the nervous system start to normalize. It's essentially a neuroendocrine reboot or the relationship between the neurons and the nervous system and the endocrine system or the hormonal system. So this starts to reboot and repair and the body's, as it relates to pain, the body's own ability to produce its endogenous or within opioids or pain management molecules comes back online and starts to optimize. So this is just one example of a variety of technologies that are supportive for healing the brain. And when we stack some of these therapies, we just started talking about one technology in the water arena. We could talk about the oxygen arena, and one of those is hyperbaric oxygen therapy which is very good for healing and resting and recovering the brain. And hyperbaric oxygen is also one of those that not only does it heal past trauma and optimize current function, it also protects against future trauma. Essential fatty acids do this too. CBD or cannabidiol does this too. There are certain technologies and supplements and practices that heal both both sides of the timeline, past and future, but also optimize current function. And so when we start to see that these are associated technologies that can be brought together in stackable protocols, then we start to see exponential benefit. And nothing, you know, our, our randomized, randomized double-blinded placebo, double placebo-controlled trials are typically done in a vacuum which means we want to try and isolate all the other potential influencing variables and study the effect of one methodology. 
And that's helpful because it, it helps us see what things are beneficial and what things maybe are more neutral or even potentially detrimental. And we also want to know not only what the efficacy of individual methodologies are, we want to see what the efficacy is of stackable protocols are. Let's prove the model, not just the individual methods. And so when we can prove the model, start to bring in some of these technologies, we start to heal the hormonal downregulation because when the brain is traumatized, the central master glands tend to get weakened or go offline or partially offline, the pituitary, hypothalamus, and pineal. And those affect the peripheral glands. For example, the adrenals, the thyroid, the thymus, the pancreas, and that affects all the other organ systems. So when we can bring in healing into the central nervous system, into the master glands, and we can also support the peripheral glands while those central glands are healing, we really start to then notice significant improvement. I was just talking with Mark Gordon uh, just about an hour ago, who's one of the, the luminaries and pioneers in the field of neuroendocrine treatments or hormonal treatments as it, re- as it relates to TBI or traumatic brain injury. And um, his data is significantly showing over time what we know is to be true, which is the hormones support all other functions in the body. The master glands in the brain affect downstream all other organ systems and physiologic mechanisms in the body. And we start to bring online the hormonal reparative nutrients and targeted supplementation, we see significant improvement. I like to also bring in the associated technologies that also support that recovery. So we were talking about energies and pulse electromagnetic fields are another supported technology that doesn't seem to have a downside, that's an easy stackable therapy. And so my charge and my vision is to see these clinics come online where clients can go after having a significant head injury and they can, they can receive an assessment and then go through a treatment series with these stackable therapies, IV, vitamin and minerals, optimized nutrition taken orally and dietary profiles, optimized exercise regimens and getting back into You were talking about the vestibular system and challenging the system in multi-axial rotational exercises, body weight exercises, um, et cetera, dropping people into a practice of meditation, working with neurofeedback technologies. And, you know, all of these things that have a healing experience, when they can be done in conjunction, we see an exponential return to function and oftentimes even better function than happened before the TBI itself. Because traumatic brain injury is just is, is another aspect of the hero's journey. It's another way that people go through their own healing process to become even more connected to who they are um, and what they're here to do. And I'm, I'm a huge fan of being able to support people through that, that healing journey process because I've certainly gone through my own he- hero's journey um, that's been masked 
has multiple concussions and and it's all it, it's it's an ongoing process we're always learning more about ourselves and we're always growing and you know i just i appreciate that you are talking about how you know, combining modalities, you know, using a flotation tank and having HBOT therapy and, you know, doing the IV and the nutrition. And I mean, it is, it's like you can't just treat one little part of it. You, you do have to treat the broader, you know, the broader of it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But it, you know, and I think that's where so many doctors get it wrong. You know, like, oh, here, let's send you to vision therapy. And they strictly do vision therapy, and that's it. And then people wonder why mm-hmm. they see a little improvement, but that's it. You know, then they plateau. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, if you would incorporate a few more modalities with that, you'd probably see a lot more improvement. You know, like with me, for mm-hmm. instance, we did my eye exercises. We did full body exercises. We worked on my gait. Um, we did electric stimulation. We did tilt table. I mean, we just did so much stuff <laughs> and it was exhausting I'm not gonna lie it was totally exhausting to have 90 minute sessions um but like I saw great improvement in just two weeks you know so there's mm-hmm. definitely hope um you know even in, even when it feels hopeless mm. yes indeed there's, there's always hope and that's kind of the the number one encouragement and the, the number one rule of engagement, so to speak, is, is faith and recognizing that everything has been healed, everything can be healed, and it's important to, to generate that faith from within. And hopefully the other associated treatment providers and practitioners working with people have that faith because it's easy to get frustrated mm-hmm. after a head injury, you know, um, probably better than most. When all of a sudden now your body is not able to work at it pre- as it's at its previous level, your mind is not able to work at its previous level. It's easy to get frustrated and and um, concerned that it's never going to heal again. Um, but we have to be able to maintain that faith, and we have to stay vigilant. Um, I was also just talking to JJ Virgin yesterday on on one of her podcasts. Um, she's a pretty well known author and. Um, her son went through a major TBI, and um, the doctors essentially said, there's nothing we can do. You might as well give up. And yeah. she would not take that answer. And so she started investigating. <laughs> she started smuggling essential fatty acids into his treatment, and sure enough, he got better. Um, and it takes that, like, that, that supreme vigilance and that drive and that knowing that this is, yes, a bump in the road. This has happened for some reason, and it's up to me to utilize this to the best of my ability to grow through it and from it and to become even more um, integrated, whole, even more charged with life than before. Um, I, I, I think of the, the TBI experience probably, probably even more than other healing experiences like the chrysalis. It's like going from caterpillar stage to butterfly stage, and that chrysalis is the cocoon in between. Because the TBI is oftentimes a very internal experience. It feels like the light got dimmed way down. Like my my 
my caterpillar is going through this rebirthing. And on the other side, there is that potential for me to find wings I didn't even know that were there. And I know it's getting a little metaphysical and kind of, you know, metaphorical, but that's very much what we see happen when we come through. I'm a very different person than I was before I had the initiation through a, through a series of really severe concussions. My life has been oriented in ways and, and focused in ways that it wasn't before. And I'm, and I'm very confident that, that those experiences were platforms and foundations for me to, to grow in new ways that wouldn't have otherwise happened. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think, I think the power of our mind is often overlooked. You know, if, if you go about life with the attitude of this sucks, I'm never going to feel better, you're not ever going to feel better. But if you have the attitude of like, okay, this is just a bump in the road, I can get through this, you know, and it's such a different, and I, and I experience that. I've always been a really positive person, but I have to say those first 10 to 12 months of my recovery were really, really hard, especially when doctors couldn't give me any answers, they didn't give me any therapies, um, you know, and then at a year they're like, oh, this might be the best you're going to be. You know, it was frustrating, and I went to a really dark place. And then one day I was just like, all right, Amy, put your big girl panties on get over it. Like, figure it out. Start doing some meditation and yoga and, and do it on your own if the doctors can't help you. Um, so the mm-hmm. mind is a powerful, powerful tool. Mm-hmm. It's so it, – it is. And it's, um, it's such an individual journey. Like you said, you can have TBIs and concussions. It's one of the fascinating things that that severity of TBI does not predict its success. So you can have you can have somebody that goes through a severe TBI and they get extraordinarily better and maybe even better than they were before, and you can have another person go through a mild TBI and they continue to get worse over time. The brain is so individual and the mind is so individual. And it really does require a lot of faith, um, that kind of come to Jesus moment or whatever you want to call it, that turning point (laughs) that is the crossroads. It's that crossroads where we realize that only we, like Viktor Frankl, who wrote The Man's Search for Meaning, um, which is a book I recommend to all my clients, particularly those going through the healing of a brain trauma. Viktor Frankl wrote this book in nine days after he was let out of Auschwitz after losing pretty much his whole oh, family. Wow. And it's regarded as the top 100 in the top 100 books of all time and still is. And it's just such an amazing account of one man's journey after a horrible experience. And mm-hmm. what he describes is kind of the summary statement in this one quote from the book, the last of the great human freedoms is the ability to choose one's attitude in any circumstance. Yes, I love that. And it really is. That's a beautiful quote. No one can instill that degree of faith within us. We have to find that within ourselves. Other people can, can stimulate it. They can encourage it. They can um, help remind us what's possible but we have to make that choice within ourselves. And sometimes it's made on a moment-to-moment basis. It's not like one day I have faith and I always have faith. 
some some days it's taken me like a <laughs> hundred times in a given day to reclaim my faith. And and when we do it, when we practice it, because it's like any other practice that that becomes habit mm-hmm. over time. When we practice it, it really does become a game changer. It does. It you're right. It is a game changer, and you know I experienced it myself firsthand. So. I can absolutely relate to that. Um, Dr. Dan, we are just about out of time. We have about a minute and a half left. Um, time flies mm. when we're talking about fun stuff. <laughs> um, I so appreciate you taking the time to be here. And our listeners, um, if they want to find your book, The Concussion Repair Manual, A Practical Guide to Recovering from Traumatic Brain Injury, I have the link in the show notes. It's available on Amazon. And thank you so very much for being here and sharing your time with us today. It's been a pleasure, Amy. I appreciate you welcoming me on the show, and I wish you super well. Thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed today's show. And, you know, I hope you got some golden nuggets from Dr. Dan. I know I took tons of notes, so I hope you guys did as well. And a final thank you to our sponsor, Minnesota Functional Neurology, the concussion doctors you can trust for brain health in the Midwest. Find them online at mnfunctionalneurology.com. And again, just be sure to visit facesoftbi.com to see any of our previous podcasts and our upcoming topics. And just thank you all so much for being here. Thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of my journey. Have a great day, everyone.